Welcome to Word of Life Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here. And wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will move to and through you from today's message. And while you're here, go ahead and head over to our online platform, thelifeonline.cc, where you'll find content on all kinds of topics like forgiveness, healing, prophecy, faith, and so much more. So check it out at thelifeonline.cc and enjoy today's message. Well, good morning, church. Happy Sunday. How's everybody doing today? Man, wasn't that an incredible time of worship? Can we get up for our choir? I mean, how amazing is Choir Sunday? Uh, We're going to start having more choir, uh, but we need more choir members. So uh, if you've ever, you know, if if you can, it's a little bit different than singing on the front line. If you can carry a tune pretty well, like just come try out. Like you may be the right person. Specifically, we need some, we need some dudes up there. So I know some of you guys uh, can carry a tune. <laughs> well, uh, it's such a joy to be with you this morning. See all your beautiful faces. Uh, man, this month has just been incredible. Like we have set the bar so high for 2023. I I cannot see where wait to see where we end up at the end of the year. But uh, man, this place has just been filled. Uh, I love it. I love it. Even on a rainy Sunday morning, we had a freezing cold Sunday and early January, and this place was packed. Uh, our 11.30 service a year ago was like sparse. You, you, I mean, if you threw a rock, you were safe not to hit anybody. And um, not, that we, not that we do that at Word of Life. Um, but now it's, it's, I mean, it's full. Like, it's amazing. And so it's incredible what God is doing here at Word of Life. And I commend you. Like, I feel like so many people have just decided to come to church more. And man, I mean, there's no better place to be than right here. Uh, And it's exactly where we need to be in this day and this time. So I just commend you. Uh, Next Sunday night, we're actually going to have like a community night here. Uh, It'll be either inside or outside, depending on the weather. But uh, we're going to have a chilly cook-off, but just a time to connect with one another. So if you've just started coming and uh, you want to meet some people, meet me, meet staff, uh, come to community night, chilly cook-off on February 5th, Sunday night. Um, but there's so many exciting things that are coming up. Community, community night, we're having life groups that are about to kick off soon as well. So get connected. Don't just come, but just get connected. Amen. Amen. Let's, let's pray one more time and ask just the Holy Spirit to move in the place. Father, we, Lord, we just acknowledge your presence here. Father, we thank you. There's just no place where we'd rather be here in your presence and here in your love, here with God's people. And uh, we know where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. We believe that you're here in our midst today, Father. And God, you have something specific to speak to us today. And so, Holy Spirit, I invite you to speak to us, uh, to teach us, to lead us and guide us into all, all truth today, Father. Speak to us what we need to hear so that we can leave this place and live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Quick disclaimer. By the way, my name's Chase, uh, in case uh, there's some first-time guests here. Can we get up for first-time guests, too? Yes! Thank you for being here. We got a free gift for you out the back uh, these doors at the end of the service. Uh, if you fill out a card, we'd, we'd love to meet you. Um, so I'm the campus pastor here at Highland Colony. It's a joy to be with you this morning. Quick disclaimer. Uh, so... It's, it's entirely possible that this message has been shaped by my children. 
Um, so I take my kids to school every morning, and you know, inevitably we get in the car, and it's, Daddy, can we listen to music? Can I pick a song? I'm like, yes, you can. And my daughter is the cutest one, so I let her pick. And uh, she, she's been picking like the same, like I know it's terrible to talk, like I love that my kids love worship, and I know it's terrible for me to say, but like the kids' songs, right? Like just like, they just get in my head and they will not leave. And, and it's not just one time playing through it. Like as soon as it ends, I know what's coming. Daddy, can we listen to it again? Can we listen? And I'm like, I feel terrible. I'm a pastor. I should love that they're wanting to listen to this. And I'm like, okay, we can listen to it one more time. And as soon as they get out of the car, I'm like, click. Oh, thank you. But my daughter has been on this kick. This, it's, it's this song about being a, being a light and shining your light. And it's similar to like this little light of mine. And it will not leave my head. And so I'm praying about what to share today. And I just sense the Lord saying, I want you to talk about shining your light. And I'm like, get out of my head. No, Lord, I'm trying to hear from God. Like, get out of my head. It's like this little light of mine. Okay, now we have to sing it. This little light of mine. This little light of mine. Let it. Okay, I butchered that. I'll fix it for the next two services. And we'll only do one verse. Uh, but so now it's in your head as well as mine. So I feel good. We're on the same page. So I'm like, God, is this you or is this this song stuck in my head? But I discerned that it, it was the Lord. And uh, the, the Lord, I believe, wants to speak to us this morning about letting our light shine. Uh, that I believe truly is time. It's our time to shine. Uh, it's your time to shine. And I love this series we've been in uh, called How to Change. And it's been, man, I love the beginning of the year, right? You just have so much gusto to get, get better, to change, to grow. Like, I want to be a better husband, a better father, a better pastor, a better leader. And, and so, you know, you gear up for all these things and uh, all, the, all these messages have been amazing. But I felt this caution, like I, not a caution, but just a, a, a prompting from the Lord of like, Hey, as you're, as, it's great that you want to get better, but it's, the Lord's been speaking to me. I, I'm more concerned about you being brighter. Like it's not just about being better, it's about being brighter. Because you can be better, you can become a better leader, a better, uh, you know, uh, speaker, better, better with your money. You, you can come, become better. Uh, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's always going to be brighter. Uh, better does not necessarily equal brighter. Brighter, better is more concerned with how I look to the world, whereas brighter is concerned about how I can impact the world. Uh, better is concerned about presenting this image to the world, and brighter is concerned about man. I want to be. I want to be a light to people. I want to. I'm thinking less about myself and more about the needs of the people around me. And I got to be honest. I've been convicted uh, about myself. Like how much time do I spend thinking about myself versus thinking about the needs for people around me? Uh, I'm a three on the enneagram. I'm like the performer. Like. I'm very, I'm overly image conscious. I know this about myself and it, and I want to grow this year in that. I want to think less about how I look, how I sound and more about like, man, what, how, what, what do I, not, not how you see me, but, but what do I see in you? And what does God see in you? And how can I help bring that out? 
And I think these are the eyes that God wants to, to, to train us to look with so that you know, we leave service and not just uh, thankful, praise God for the words that he gives us to encourage us, but I believe he wants us to leave church on a Sunday and, and, and go out with wide eyes of like, okay, how can I take this to the world? Like, I believe it's just time for us to, to get out of these walls. Like, I praise God for, for the fullness of this building, but I don't want people to look at Word of Life and talk about how full it is. I want people to look at Word of Life and talk about how fruitful it is. Man, the world doesn't need more perfect people. Uh, Joel and our staff said this in staff meeting. So profound. Get around Joel. She's amazing, as all are my staff. Uh, but uh, she said, people can't connect with perfection. And that just stuck with me. See, it, striving to be better can present this perfection to the world. It, it can lift up willpower, whereas my, my endeavoring to be bright lifts up God's power. It, endeavoring to be bright is not afraid to, to, to display your shortcomings because in that the power of Christ is revealed. Amen. And, and that, you know, how, do, how many you know we're going to reach the world not by lifting up ourselves, but by lifting up Jesus? And so that's just been on my heart uh, for myself. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's something I've always kind of struggled with. I, um, you know, grew up in, in high school. I was like the achiever and the performer and athlete and good student. And, uh, but inside, man, I was struggling with some things that nobody really knew about. And, uh, and so uh, I know there's just this, I've, thank God I've grown in this. I've become brighter, but I'm just determined, man, I want to walk around and be the hands and feet of Jesus everywhere I go. Brightness uh, produces uh, works. I mean, I'm sorry, betterness produces works, but brightness produces good works. You know, sometimes you can be better and do good things, but they're really about patting yourself on the back. Everybody say, this little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Uh, and so, but, but brightness is, is, about, is about doing good works. Matthew 5, 16 uh, says, Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Uh, there are good work. There are works that don't glorify God, but they, they glorify us sometimes. Uh, but we, we want to shine in a way. We want to get lower so that, that Jesus is lifted up higher. Uh, and that will produce good works in our, our life. I believe this is our time to shine. So I just would ask this question, how, how bright are you? Uh, how, how bright are you? Uh, think about the, the why. Why do, you, why do you do certain things? Uh, why, why do you come to church? Why do you read your Bible? Is it, is it, is it for, mainly for you? I mean, there's a sense where we need to do that, but uh, how is your heart for the people around you? I struggle with this as a pastor a little bit. You know, there's this pressure for pastors to be all put together uh, and to put on this appearance like, you know, like I, I, and I feel that. I feel like I want to be worthy of this calling that God's called me to. And, and, and for, for you and for this church, I want to be uh, someone who, 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 who people can look to. But sometimes that, that can be over, I can overly think about how I look. 
Uh, and I, I just, I'm tired of that. Like, I, I, I want to, I want to be able to say, like, I don't, I don't care. I almost came to, I almost came in pajamas today just to prove a point, uh, <laughs> but I couldn't do it. I just, I was too image conscious. Lord, forgive me. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a say, like, please, please, like, take a shower before. Like, I'm not talking about that. Like, you guys look amazing, and I love it. So don't, like, yeah. Don't go overboard with this, please. Uh, but, uh, but to be more concerned, uh, I believe as Peter talks about, be more concerned about the inward man uh, than, the outward, uh, than the outward man. So I've been striving for this and asking the Lord to teach me about this. And uh, I bought a book to help me. And I want to share this book with you uh, and ask you to buy it, ask you to read it, and ask you to do it. Uh, it's called Bless. Uh, the tagline is five everyday ways to love your neighbor and change the world. Uh, and I was going to preach solely on this, uh, but two, one, I, I, I had another word uh, at the end of this, the Lord put in my heart, and two, you can read. And uh, so I, I really do. I, if, you're, if you have to get on your phone and order it on Amazon, I won't, I won't judge you for being on your phone in church. Um, I would love that if you did that. But, um, and we sell, we have a few of these in the, in the church merch area. But if you want one, like at a discounted rate, you can go tell church merch, and if there's enough people, we can order in bulk, blah, blah, blah. That's my disclaimer. So BLESS is an acronym, uh, and I love it. It's so simple, uh, and it's modeled after the life of Jesus. And uh, it, it goes like this. B is begin with prayer, uh, that if we're truly going to impact the world and the people around us, we must be people of prayer. Uh, if you need some teaching on this, go listen to the podcast from the prayer conference we had a couple weeks ago, specifically pastor's message on Tuesday morning, the 17th, on uh, how prayer, uh, it, can, uh, it, can, it has an impact on the spiritual forces that come against the people that keep them in darkness. Uh, incredible teaching. Uh, we must pray for people. L is listen. Ooh, I, I truly wish I had a whole sermon on this. Uh, listening and question asking are the greatest lost arts of our day. So many people, we, we've lost the art of listening. Uh, so many people sit down and all they can think about when they're listening is, what am I going to say next? How does this relate to me? What story can I tell after this? Uh, instead of listening, listening to, to understand, people are often more concerned about listening to be understood instead of listening to understand. So it talks about listening, which I love. You want to really love people? Listen to them well. Uh, the third one, E, is something we do three times a day. It's the, it should be the easiest one. It's eat. Uh, invite people into your life to, to eat with you. It is the most powerful tool for sharing your faith, and it's the easiest because you do it every day, three times. So invite people into it. It, it, it. Having a meal with somebody conveys uh, love and it, it, it conveys friendship. That's why we're going to take communion today uh, because it, it's, it's a regular meal that reminds us that we have fellowship with God. Uh, S is serve. So as you do these things, as you pray, as you listen, as you eat, uh, inevitably the person that you do this with uh, is going to share some kind of need with you. And uh, man, it's an opportunity for a good works. Uh, it's an opportunity for you to love them and serve them. I mean, just like Jesus served us, we're called to serve the people around us. Uh, the last S is story. And I wish I had a whole sermon on that too. Uh, do you know that you have a story? Do you know that you have a testimony? Do you know how to share your testimony? Uh, I, I learned when I first went on the mission field that I didn't really know how to share my story. 
Uh, it was all about me and what I did, uh, and and less about what Jesus truly did in my life. And so this book will help you in all these things and share your story. Uh, and so I encourage you to get it. I encourage you to uh, read it together. Maybe maybe uh, maybe you're supposed to lead a life group uh, on, on this. I would love that. This this book actually talks about that, and it'll help you. Uh, with that, uh, to do it, to do it with people, to do it together, uh, and so if you're looking for a life group, uh, maybe you're, you've sensed you're supposed to lead one, you're not sure what, check the book out, and uh, it's super easy, easy to read, and uh, easy to do as well. But I believe it's a it's an easy guide to help us uh, shine in our in our world to to take the love of Jesus to our neighbor, uh, because it it. it you know, we do all these things as a church, these events, but it truly is, is, is person on person. It's, it's, an ir, it's irreplaceable. Uh, if we're going to truly spread the love of Christ in our community, man, it, it has to happen on this one-on-one level. And we, we need to get better at it. I believe that. I believe the Lord's calling us out. I'm curious to know um, how this impacts you. Like, I'm curious the feelings that went through you and I was just sharing all these. I'm curious, maybe something inside of you kind of was like, oh no, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe that word evangelism is like, Ugh, like nails on a chalkboard because it is to the world, right? Uh, the, the world, it, it, one of the main things they're critical about is, is churches being, Christians being too in your face about this thing. Uh, and, uh, and I believe the Lord wants to redeem that idea. Uh, and you don't have to be weird to share your faith. Do you know that? You don't have to be weird to share your faith. But I wonder if some of you too responded with, man, I, I don't know if I have what it takes to do that. And that's really what the Lord put on my heart this morning. Those of you who maybe feel like, I just don't know uh, what I have to give. I don't know if I have what it takes to truly be a light, and I have great news for you. Uh, Ephesians 5, uh, verse 8 says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Now, are, I love English, I, I, I love grammar, are uh, is not is a state of being like you are light, like you don't have to work to be light. Do you know that you are light? Somebody say, "I'm a light." I'm gonna let it shine. <laughs> you are light. You don't have to work for it because it's not yours. It's not something you created. It's not something you earned. It, it, it is something that God, just like in the beginning when he spoke into darkness, he spoke into your darkness and said, let there be light. It did not come from you. It was given to you. Amen. And that, get it inside of you. Meditate on it because that is good news. That I don't have to work to be better to be brighter. That I, that I am the light of, of, of the Lord. Uh, I am a city on a hill. And, uh, and so, but what is interesting here is there is a command here. There is an, uh, an exhortation here. What is it? It's walk as children of the light. 
So like you are light, so now walk. You know, Scripture says this frequently, uh, since you uh, have been placed in Christ, now walk in him. Right? There is an exhortation that you didn't earn it, but there is a way that you can steward it. And by implication, there's a way that you cannot walk and live in the light. There, there is a way that you cannot live brightly. Uh, but I love that it, says, it talks about being a child of light. Now, what I've learned about children, among the, one of the many things I've learned with four kids, is that kids, they, they, don't, they really don't let shame last very long. Uh, I've said this before, but like my, my kids can get in this fighting match with one another and, you know, or, 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 you know, say something disrespectful, go to your room, son, and, you know, even get a spanking. We believe in that and unashamedly. And uh, it's so, <laughs> that's another sermon. I'm going to get an email. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so, but they can do all that, get in trouble and maybe stomp to the room. My son did this yesterday. He stomped to this room and he came down like 15 minutes later, like, Hey, what are we doing guys? You know, Hey, where's my, can I have a treat? I'm like, well, did you, what, ju- what just happened? But I love that adults are so good at hiding. Man, we let shame linger so much longer than children do. Oh man, like I, I, I had the, you know, I've shared about this before, but I had a moment in just a season in college where I just, just went through some darkness and it had to do with a, a failure I'd experienced and I let it just, and my, my foundation crumble because I'd built my foundation on me being better. I'd built my foundation on my performance before God ex, instead of my acceptance from him. Uh, and I, it, it rocked me to my core, even though like I could have, I could have told you the theology behind it, but my heart, uh, it, I, I, it, it exposed my foundation. It was humbling, and I learned, man, I learned grace. Oh my, oh thank you, Lord, for grace. I learned. I rebuild a foundation on grace that my performance uh, before him does not impact how much he loves me. My standing before him has nothing to do with my goodness, my betterness. Like I'm already accepted in the beloved and oh my goodness, I'm already holy and blameless before him in love. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. And that is our standing in him. That is the, the, the basis of our of our brightness, and we need to be like little children who repent quickly. I believe if, if Adam and Eve had been little children, they wouldn't have hid from God in the garden. Uh, but instead, they went and made fig leaves to cover themselves. And I believe we're not as bright as we should be because we've made so many fig leaves to hide ourselves. Uh, and, and we need to deal with it and come out of hiding. Uh, and so uh, I believe that's what the Lord's speaking to us in this season, that we need to come out of hiding. What are you hiding behind? Maybe you're hiding behind your betterness. <laughs> maybe you're hiding behind uh, maybe how good things are in your life. Maybe you're hiding behind financial success. Maybe your kids are successful and you're, maybe you're hiding behind that. Uh, whatever it is, maybe you're, behind, you're hiding behind how well you're, uh, just how well you're performing in life, whatever it is, be careful. Sometimes that can be a fig leaf 
that, that's just covering up maybe a, deep, a, deeper, uh, a deeper emptiness that, that hasn't quite uh, gotten a revelation of grace, of, of a true righteousness that is from God. You know, the Bible says our righteousness is as filthy rags. And we come to him not the basis of our own goodness or betterness, but on his goodness and on his, his betterness. And maybe that truth will help, help bring you out of hiding. Uh, because I believe that that's what the Lord is just, it's what he just put in my heart for today. That there's some people that need to, need to come out of, of hiding. And they put a story in my heart. I've had this story in my heart all week. It's Luke, uh, you can go to Luke 19. Turn with me there, if you will. Uh, and we'll kind of finish with this before we do communion. Uh, I, I believe, uh, I got another disclaimer, I believe the Lord put, on, put this on my heart. It's the story of Zacchaeus, and Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Yeah, so, yeah, I heard it. Zacchaeus was a wee little man, and he climbed up in a sycamore tree. Yeah, there you go. You got it. Now that one's in your head too. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> so it may just be because these songs are in my head. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but here we are in Luke chapter 19. I'm, I'm going to read it for us, and then we'll go back and, and kind of highlight. Uh, verse 1, it says, Then Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector, and he was rich. And he sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. So he ran ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must stay at your house. So he made haste and came down and received him joyfully. But when they saw it, when they saw it, they saw it. They all complained, saying, He has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. Then Zacchaeus stood up, I love it, and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, I give half my goods to the poor, and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. Father Abraham had many, sorry. Uh, for the son of man has come to seek and to save that which is lost. I love the story. Uh, it, was, it was just on my heart, even before I knew what I was going to speak on, and the Lord just started unfolding some things. So here's Zacchaeus. Uh, I believe Zacchaeus had a story. Uh, and I believe we need to look deeper in people's stories, just around us in general. Everybody's got a story. Hurt people hurt people. And there's a story behind it. And I believe Zacchaeus had a story behind it. Uh, it starts out saying he was the chief tax collector. That was kind of an insulting title uh, because it meant that he had partnered with the occupying Roman army to, uh, to, to, to swindle his own people out of money. Uh, he was not a liked dude. And I don't believe people just wake up, you know, I don't believe people just grow up in the age of five, year old, five years old say, you know what, I want to grow up and I want to cheat my own people. I don't think that happens. Uh, so something happened along the way, and I believe it potentially, um, potentially had something to do with the fact that he was short. How many know it's their shortcomings in life that are our, our most vulnerable areas 
uh, that uh, sometimes that people like to exploit at times, mean people, and sometimes it can it can create offense in our heart, and it can lead us into this dark place where we go into hiding. We all have shortcomings. There's there's ways in all of us we feel like we don't measure up, or we don't have enough of something, and that was Zacchaeus and. I believe that was the place he was in. He's like, you know what? I'm going to stick it to these people. Uh, I'm going to get what's mine. I'm going to become a tax collector, and they're going to look at me and look at my nice plush house and Rolex and Air Force Ones, whatever. And uh, I believe he wanted to stick it to them. But he heard that Jesus was coming, and I love this. I believe that there was something stirring in his heart. He had heard that Jesus had been in, in the previous town and had healed a blind man. And I believe maybe something in Zacchaeus' heart had said, man, if he can heal a blind man, maybe God can do something with me. Uh, because he heard Jesus was coming, and it, and it, and it says uh, he sought to see who Jesus was. And so he ran ahead and climbed up into sycamore trees. Well, first of all, he ventured out into this crowd of people that he was cheating. He ventured into this crowd of people who were mocking him, who ridiculed him, who just could not stand him. And he, and he braved this crowd, and he climbed the sycamore tree. He did whatever he could to rise above the fray. Uh, he did whatever he could uh, to, to ascend this tree and, and make and lock eyes with Jesus. What do you need to, what do you need to rise above to lock eyes with Jesus? Uh, what, if, what offense is there in your life that's keeping you from Jesus? And you need to climb the sycamore tree. The sycamore tree is actually a, actually a symbol of, of regeneration. Uh, and, and it was a, a foolish thing for a man to climb the tree. Uh, I love climbing trees, by the way, but uh, with my boys, it's so fun. But uh, back then, it was, it was a shame thing. And he was willing to risk that. Uh, he, was, he was willing to humble himself to meet Jesus. Man, there's a, there's, a, there's a lesson in that. And so it says, when Jesus came to the place, he looked up, I love this, and he saw him. And he said, Zacchaeus, how did he know his name? Oh, because he created him. You know that he knows your name? He calls you by name. And he said, make haste, come down, for today I must stay at your house. Jesus is so committed to staying at your house, not just staying there, but living there. Jesus is so committed to abiding in you. Jesus is so committed to you being filled with light. And here is the key to living in that. It says, Zacchaeus, he made haste. He obeyed immediately. He came down and he received him joyfully. You want to live bright? You want to expose maybe some of the darkness you've been holding on to? You want to come out of a dark place? Receive Jesus. And I'm not talking about just get saved. You need to do that if you've never received Jesus. I'm talking about every day uh, because, because life happens, uh, offense happens, problems happen. Every, we've got all these trigger points in our lives of, 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 of just being on this world, being human beings, that all this potential to shrink back into darkness. And you want to deal with that every day? Receive Jesus every day. Give Jesus an invitation to your house every day. Jesus, come on in. 
I receive it joyfully. I don't care what you find. You can do. You can move around whatever furniture you need to. You can throw it out the window. Whatever you find, Jesus, man. You know. You know. You see the difference. That that's being bright. You see the difference in that. And uh, you know, Jesus, it's okay. I I, I got I got to pick up first. Oh no, Jesus. Okay, can you come back tomorrow? Like, uh, don't look at the hedges. Have y'all seen that commercial? It's hilarious. Uh, like, don't look at the hedges. Nobody's looking at your hedges. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Uh, but it's like, oh, no, Jesus, let me fix up first. No, 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 no. Jesus wants to come to your house now. Man, all who, all who hear the call of the Lord, come, receive it now. Receive it today. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. I love this next verse. Here's what's going to happen, though. Here is what's going to happen, though, when you make that decision. You know who's going to come? They. The next verse says, but when they saw it, I love it. Doesn't, it doesn't say who they was. You know, usually in English, there's a, there's, there's a person, their name, and then later they'll use the pronoun, there's no, there's no, of course you can sort of imply that it's, it's the crowd, but it doesn't say that. It just says they. Who is the they in your life? What's keeping you from receiving Jesus or walking in more of his brightness? Is it what they'll think about it? For every change that you decide to make, there's going to be a they on the other side. And that they is not going to like that change you decided to make. In this series where we've just endeavored to change, there's somebody that's not going to be happy with it because your, your change is going to make somebody uncomfortable. Uh, they, they need you to be in, your, in, in hiding because it's more comfortable for them. They feel better about themselves because you're in hiding. That's the reality of it. Who is the they in your life? Look at what Zacchaeus did in the face of they. It says, verse 8, then Zacchaeus stood up. I love that. In the presence of accusation, in the presence of, who do you think you are? Who, who, who are you trying to be? I know who you are. I know what you've done. In the face of that, Zacchaeus stood up. You know what he said? He said, he said to the Lord. He didn't even answer them. He said, Lord, unto you I commit to give half my goods to the poor. And if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. Get this. Who are the people that he's going to restore to fourfold? They. They. In this moment, in in just this short span of time, he's he's the chief tax collector. And now he's going to give back more than what he took from these people who who hate him. How does that happen? He locked eyes with Jesus and he received him into his home, into his heart. Only the love of God can do that. Only the love of God can make us brighter. Oh man, only the love of Jesus. Who is it? Who is the they that you're having a hard time forgiving? Maybe there's a room in your house you haven't, the doors are still locked and you haven't let Jesus into. And Jesus said to him in verse nine, today salvation has come to this house because he also is a son of Abraham. The beginning of the passage says Zacchaeus was a chief tax collector and Jesus said, no, 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 no. He is a son of Abraham. 
(laughs) You know, Jesus has a new name for you. Jesus, the world is calling you one thing and Jesus is calling you another name. And it's a name that's called to lift you higher. A son of Abraham is Jesus saying, oh, you're part of the family of faith. You're in line for the blessing of the Lord. I'm going to bless you along with Abraham and I'm going to be a blessing through you because that is what God wants to do with us. He wants to get blessing to us. He wants to fill us with light so that we can shine light out into this world. So not just so that we can be blessed, but so that we can be a blessing. Not just so we can be better, but so that we can be bright and share the love of Jesus with the world. Man, this is what we're called to. So come into the light. Come out of hiding. Man, it, it, the, the, the day is past. The, 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 I mean, the night has passed. The day has come. Pastor's been speaking about this, uh, that, that the, the night is over. And we're just now starting to come into the brightest days we've ever seen. And, I, you know, I take part of that to mean, you know what? It's because we are becoming brighter. It's not just light shining on us to make our lives better. It's that we are becoming brighter people and brighter lights in our world. Man, yeah, come on. These words are all around us. The prayer conference, the the guest speaker, Jen Tringal, her her word was emerge. That now is the season of emerging. Oh man, like emerging, coming out of hiding. Throw away the fig leaves, come back into fellowship with God. Your failure doesn't disqualify you from fellowship. Come back into fellowship, dive into it. And this brings us to communion. If you don't have any communion elements, you can lift your hands and um, keep them up and the ushers will come by and bring you the elements. It's all white grape juice today. I hope you don't have a problem with that. I know Jesus' blood was red. Actually, inside it's blue, just science. So we have white grape. Use your imagination. It's okay. This, the body, the broken body of Jesus was broken for us so that we can be restored back to him. The the blood of Jesus was shed uh, to cover up our, our sin and our shame. This is our call out of hiding. This is our invitation to the light. This is Jesus calling your name and saying, I want to come to your house today. Make haste. (laughs) Do it now. Make a choice now. Make a decision now. Receive him. Receive him now. This is what communion does. Every head bowed and every eye closed real quick. If you're in this place and, and the Holy Spirit is moving on your heart right now, there's just something, there's just a knowing on the inside of you that you need to invite Jesus into your house. You sense that call. You sense this pull uh, uh, from, from Jesus, from the light, that you need to let him in. Maybe for the first time. If that's you, you can make that choice today to receive him. Make haste. (laughs) Come down, receive him today. 
If that's you and you want to make Jesus, you want, you want, to, you want to invite Jesus into your heart, would you just lift up your hand? Every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody looking. Thank you. Thank you for those hands. Thank you for those hands. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's everyone just pray this after me. Say, dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you for rescuing many out of darkness. I thank you for bringing, for sending the light. Father, I receive the light today. I receive Jesus. I put away everything of darkness. And I choose to walk in the light. You can have every room inside of me. (laughs) Come and take your place. And make me into a bright light. That shines around this world. In Jesus name. Amen. 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 Come on. Let's just celebrate. Let's celebrate some decisions today. Amen. 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 Some decisions were made today to walk in the light and we're going to worship here. And as we worship, you're welcome to take of the elements. You just peel off the top and take the bread and peel off the next layer, drink the cup whenever you're ready during worship. But I would ask you have a moment with God where you ask him, where do I need to let you in more? Jesus, what doors are you, knock, are you knocking on? Isaiah 60 says, arise and shine for your light has come. Where do you need to let that light in? This is a time of consecration of asking that question. Jesus, what part of me have I been hiding? And what are you calling out of me? And maybe it's Jesus, where do you want me to shine? I, I would ask the Holy Spirit right now, I just, I just ask that you put people on, on, your, on, on, on our hearts that we need to shine to. Who, who is it? Where is it you need to shine brighter? Maybe it's your work. Maybe it's your school. Maybe it's your neighborhood. Maybe it's on your, the parents of your, on your kids' sports teams. Uh, where is it? Maybe you need to join a serve team here. Where, 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 we're going to take a mission trip this summer, by the way, uh, hot off the press. We're going to Columbia in June, uh, and I would love for, for, uh, for, for you to come uh, June 5th through the 12th, if you want to write that down. Uh, but uh, maybe it's taking a mission trip, uh, but the Lord has called you to be a light somewhere. The Lord has called you to be, he has made you a light and he's called you out. So let's have a moment with the Lord in worship. Let's stand up together as we worship. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you. Oh God, we thank you. God, you're so committed to us. Lord, before there is even a, an impulse in our hearts to come to you. You're, you're looking at us and saying, I must, I must come to you. I must make my home in you. I must fill you up. I must fill your house with brightness. I must come. Please know how committed he is to you. Know his love for you, his love that pursues you. 
his love that's gracious. Sometimes the light, it hurts when we first see it. If if our eyes have been adjusted to darkness, sometimes the light is painful, but don't give up on it. Don't look away from it. Jesus, we look to you right now as our light. We lock eyes with you right now. In Jesus' name, amen.